We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Friday. TGIF, Friday, October the 14th, 2022. Appreciate you all tuning in. I see John, Chuck, John Edward, Daniel, Todd Smith, Noah Johns, Brendan, Gad, what's going on? Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord over the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel, to be sure that your questions are answered there. John, I am not asleep, my friend. I can guarantee you I am wide awake, uh, playing with some technical things behind the scenes, if you will. But we are here. Again, we're taking your questions, comments, calls as we go into the bye weekend. 843 That's 843-790-3377. That is the number. You can call that number. Text that number. Uh, Travi, Facebook should not be down. As far as I know, Facebook should not be down. Um, This stream was scheduled to run live on Facebook. It looks like it is not running live on Facebook. I have no idea why it's not running live on Facebook. I have no clue. So, um, yeah, I have no idea what's going on. I don't know why that is the case. But, uh, yeah, it looks like we're not, and I don't know how. I guess I'll just go share the the link to YouTube on Facebook. I don't know. I don't know. My apologies, those who are who are tuned in right now that are normally on Facebook. I, yeah, I don't see it. I don't know what's going on. So, anyways, I, this is probably what I need to do anyways, man, is make this a YouTube-exclusive show. But we have a lot of Facebook folks that tune in from Facebook. So, yeah. Uh, I'll probably just continue to keep that up because there's no reason not to. No, Travi, you're good. I've already looked at it. It's it's not up there. It's not up there. So I will post the link to Facebook. I will post the link to Facebook. I have no idea what's going on. Either way, though, really excited to chat with you guys. Appreciate you all tuning in. Tuning in of course, as always, The Daily Crow is brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go down the Price Picks app. Go to pricepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TS. U.S., you're going to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Guys, you can literally play anything and everything. Your prop plays from college sports, MLB, NHL, NBA, NFL, you name it, they've got it. And so many of our listeners and so many fans of the Spurs Up Show and the Daily Crow have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks. Again, go download the app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TS. U.S., you're going to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show 
sent you. Guys, again, really excited to chat. We've got my good friend Jake Crane coming on the show at 12.15, I believe. We're going to confirm with him. Also, uh, my good friend that runs the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association softball game. Um, he will come on about 1.15, just kind of give you guys some information about the game itself um, and what we're going to be doing tomorrow. You guys definitely come out. It's in Lancaster. How do you say it? How, by the way, how do you say it? Is it Lancaster or is it Lancaster? I think it's Lancaster, but I, I, I've heard both. Is it just a preference thing? Is it a local thing? Is it a South Carolina thing? How do you say this? Is it Lancaster or is it Lancaster? Because that there, there's definitely two ways to say it. John, thanks for the clarification. John, I might be in your neck of the woods, by the way, tomorrow night, maybe even Sunday. I don't know. You know, it's pretty close to Charlotte. I was thinking about riding up there, my guy. I should have texted you, I guess, earlier in the week. But, uh, yeah, I was thinking about riding up there. So, Stephen Boardwell, what's up? What's up? Awesome. We got my guy Jake Crane, 1215. He's scheduled to jump on, 1215. Um, now, nah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Facebook, yeah, I don't know. I, Facebook's not down. I just don't think the stream went out to the Facebook channel today. So, it looks like a lot of you, a lot of our normal folks are just not tuned in for some reason. I don't know. And there's nothing I can do except – um, there's nothing I can do except restart the stream, and, I, and I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that. So um, I don't know if our Facebook folks, if they just are wondering, like, what the heck's going on? Is there no Daily Crow today? Um, I don't know. Um, let's see. Anyways, no idea. No idea. <clears throat> you guys, let everybody know. Let everybody know on the Facebook side of things that we're on YouTube. Travis Lee says it's Lancaster. So then do people, are, are people that are saying Lancaster, are they saying it wrong? Are they saying it wrong? Or is it just a preference thing? That might just be the whole topic of the show today. Um, anyways, guys, it is the bye weekend. No podcasts. I'm sure you saw this morning. No podcast, right? But uh, we are talking college football. You know, we can talk. I posed the question this morning. What's your favorite what's your favorite bi-week activity? Do you not watch football at all? Do you watch all the football? Do you hang with the family? Do you do See, this is a great weekend, right? We we talked about like wedding weekend and weddings during football season. If you're gonna have one, this is the weekend to do so, right? For the Gamecock side of things, depending on what your team is, this is the weekend. But fellas, you and your girl, this is a great weekend to do the whole pumpkin patch thing, the apple orchard thing, the whatever thing she wants to do that you've been putting off because y'all been going to every single game or you've been glued to the TV every weekend watching South Carolina. This is your weekend. This is your weekend to do the thing, to do whatever that romantic thing is. Do it. Now's the time. You don't have an excuse, right? You don't have an excuse. So this is the weekend. My guy, John Rice, he's going to see Post Malone. I think that's a great way to spend the bye weekend. Why not? Why not? I'd be going if the tickets weren't $7 zillion. I might be going in if I wasn't playing also in the softball game, which I'm very excited about. Excited to play in the softball game. Uh, let's see. Jeff Gullich says he's heard both. Lancaster, Lancaster. Noah Johns, thanks for the clarification, my guy. You know, that, that joke just never gets old, man. Never gets old. Uh, Travis says, watch games without stress. Like I said, I think it's just a great weekend if you got the lady in your life. Or or if you're the lady with your man. It's, it's the weekend to just do these things, right? It's the weekend to do these things. 
Take advantage. Take advantage of the bye weekend. The only game that I'm really, or I'll say this, the two games that I'm really excited for, glued to the TV for, will be, or I won't say glued to the TV because I'll be on the field. But the two games I'm excited for really are Florida State, Clemson, and Tennessee, Alabama. I mean, those are those are the two highlight games. The rest of them, I know there's a lot of great matchups, but I don't really care about Big Ten football. Like, it doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't move the needle for me necessarily. As someone, though, who's looking to one day – you know, it actually doesn't matter. I was going to say as someone who's looking to one day potentially, you know, um, expand, you know, talk more, a little bit more nationally – Folks still don't care about the Big Ten all that much. I mean, it just doesn't move the needle. We all care about the SEC. That's what we're all focused in on a lot. But there are a lot of great games this weekend. A lot of great games. And I tell you, thank God for college football because the NFL's trash. I said it. The NFL, these Thursday night games, they are trash. And I haven't watched them, right? But I'm keeping up a little bit closer because I'm in a pick em league or I'm picking all the games straight up. And am I salty because I had the Bears last night? Probably so, but God, these games suck. Would anybody disagree? I mean, you have the Broncos Colts that don't score a touchdown the entire game. And then last night is 12 to 7, I see, the final? It was 0 to 0 at half? How do you NFL people do it, man? How do you NFL people do it? I don't know. I hate this right now because we've got such a lighter crowd today because of the fact that we are not streaming live on Facebook. I hate that. I hate that. I really do. I hate that. I hate the fact. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. I'm going to try to post the link again. I'm going to post the link again on Facebook for those. It's crazy to me that there would be folks that would not tune in to the Daily Crow just because it's on YouTube only. Like, there's a significant portion of folks that normally tune in that are not here, which is kind of weird. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. Anyways, Travis Lee, can't believe Clemson games only three and a half. Am I the only one who thinks Clemson wins by 17 or 21? Uh, John Edwards says NFL Thursday nights suck, but the overall it doesn't suck. I, I mean, I hear you, but those Thursday night games are trash. Those Thursday night games are trash. Big trash. Guys, we got Jake Crane coming up about five minutes or so. Jake Crane will come up. We'll talk a little ball. Of course, we'll talk about the game against Kentucky. Really exciting stuff. Stephanie Lee, what's going on? Also, the exciting thing again, man, I'll tell you this. Thank you all so much for the positive reception in regards to the Daily Crow via podcast form being on our Spurs Up show podcast feed. That has been a great decision. Great decision uh, in regards to numbers, in regards to feedback I'm getting from people. Um, Hey, if you guys are hearing the sound of my voice and you like it as well, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It helps. It helps boost up the show. It helps boost up the podcast, the business, everything. You want to know how you can help the Spurs Up show help the business? There's a very good way to do so, leaving us a five-star review. Again, thank you all. I appreciate you all tuning in, man. Appreciate you all tuning in. Um, Robbie Davis, by the way, has informed me he will not be calling in today. So, uh, who's going to pick up the slack? Who's going to be the caller in place of Robbie Davis? Who's going to be the caller in place of Robbie Davis? We shall see. We shall see. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, yeah. All right. We're going to go ahead and get him over the link. I'm really excited to hear because Jake obviously had the Gamecocks going. Jake had the Gamecocks going five and seven. And so, of course, we both had this one as a loss going into going into last weekend. So I'm excited to hear his thoughts, just what he what what he what his takeaways were from that game. Very excited to hear. Very very excited to hear. So. I don't think the show went out to Twitch either. I don't know. I, I, what's weird is like the chat box is up, like for Facebook. It's up like it did distribute to Facebook, but it obviously did. I don't know. We'll worry about it later. All right. Like I said, guys, he joins us every single Friday. And for the first Friday and a couple Fridays, we got him via video. Jake Crane of Crane and Company on the line. Jake, what's going on, man? How are you? Good to see your face again. Hey, Chris, what's up, man? Yeah, glad to be back on video and uh, get, just got done recording the show earlier this morning. We got some extra content we're about to uh, film in here, but a little bye week for South Carolina. You can just look around. It's, you know, in coaching during the bye week, you typically don't do a lot on Saturday. You may come in uh, Saturday night, but as a fan, uh, the bye week, especially if it's going good or if you may have got back on track, uh, it always comes in clutch. Now, Jake, what I like about your show, man, you guys talk national. You talk a little bit of everything. And, of course, with it being Friday before the bye week, we've been kind of having mm -hmm. some some random conversation, you know, the first 15 minutes or so. Um, I'm not a big NFL guy. I mean, I don't dislike it, but, you know, I stay pretty locked in with Carolina and the college game and all that good stuff. And I, I think you and I would both agree the college game is superior to the product the NFL provides. For sure. But, bro, why do these Thursday night games suck so bad? And they're on Amazon Prime. Like, I'm doing a pick'em league, right? So, I mean, I'm not watching the games, but I'm looking at the scores. And it's like, last week, there isn't even a touchdown scored. Last night is 0-0 zero to zero at half. What's wrong with the NFL, man? Or at least the Thursday night games. They're terrible. Well, you know, I think some of it is obviously kind of luck. Um, you know, you, you, you do the schedule before the season. You try and get as many big markets in the game. I mean, I felt bad for Kirk Herbstreet and them last night in the booth. I mean, it got to a point halfway through the second quarter because, unfortunately, I did have to watch it. <laughs> uh, they were just literally like, guys, I promise they're going to score a touchdown eventually on Thursday. Like, eventually we're going to get another touchdown. Uh, it just, you know, to this point, Chris, I think Tom Brady said it best when they asked him the other day about looking around the NFL and, and kind of what are you seeing from you and your team? And he's like, there's just a lot of bad football right now. I mean, really, how many elite teams are in the NFL or how many good teams? Um, it, it's and when you schedule Thursday night games, it's not like you can say, all right, guys, this week we're going to change it. We're going to put these two teams that are playing each other because they're good on Thursday night. Thursday obviously competes with Monday, uh, but it's unfortunate for Amazon Prime. It's really nobody's fault other than the teams not being good. The teams that – and it's early – it's so early in the season. Obviously, the matchups, there will be some better ones down the road, but early you just kind of ran into a bad uh, stretch of teams. I mean, the Broncos on offense – I mean, it's I like I said, I think there's a better chance of Joe Biden getting out of a room full of mares than there is uh, of, of the Broncos putting together three or four scoring drives. So uh, last night, the Bears weren't able to punch it in uh, for, from short. It shocked me. They didn't attack the perimeter. The one time they ran a play to the perimeter outside of, uh, you know, uh, the run game and inside the 10 yard line. Justin Fields missed a wide open tight end. They had commit for a touchdown. 
You know, the, the, the college game, though, took center stage last night for me, at least. West Virginia-Baylor. That was a hell of a game. Did you watch that at all, takeaways? I mean, again, I know we're talking Gamecocks here, but we all just love college football in general. I mean, that was a hell of a game. West Virginia finds a way to, uh, to get the dub, and Baylor still winless in Morgantown. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things I had to, I had the uh, TV going, two laptops going. Uh, what shocked me about the Baylor game a little bit is Baylor last year in Oklahoma State, obviously their identity was being physical, being able to run the ball, play action. Blake Shapin going down in the third quarter hurt them a lot. But defensively, there's still a lot of questions. I mean, uh, watching Baylor, and look, West Virginia's offensive line is not good. If you've watched West Virginia at all this year, they've been really, really bad up front. C.J. Donaldson, their freshman running back, who didn't even play last night, who's their leading rusher, has looked pretty good. But the Mathis guy comes in and runs for a buck sixty-three on Dave Aranda uh, and Baylor's defense. Uh, but it was big for Neil Brown. He needed that one. Uh, he's on the hot seat. If you look at the rest of West Virginia's schedule, it's not exactly a walk in the park either. Uh, so for Baylor, you got to come back. You get Kansas at home. You're probably still not going to have Jalen Daniels. But it's just you see the ebbs and flows year to year. Uh, they were experienced and old and veteran on defense last year. Lost a couple guys up front. And just losing that couple and replacing them is always tough. Jake, let's talk South Carolina, Kentucky, because I see a lot of comments right now, the five and seven, five and seven, five and seven. And to be yeah. fair, I also picked Carolina to lose. So, I mean, you know. yeah. Well, you, my, my thing is this. Let's, you know, you, you got to be realistic. It was a huge win for South Carolina. Yeah. I loved what Beamer did mm-hmm. after the game, throwing the shade back on Stoops for the sunglasses comment. Uh, I thought that I thought that was that was perfect, Shane Beamer. Uh, that was peak Shane Beamer. Uh, but look, Kentucky didn't have Will Levis. Let's let's be honest. It's a good win from South Carolina, but two things can be true at once. Not having your starting quarterback's a big deal, but especially when you're Kentucky and you don't have an explosive offense to begin with. Anybody, and I think all the South Carolina fans that know what they're looking at, would tell you Kentucky's not an explosive offense. What Kentucky tries to do is wait you out. And now they got Chris Rodriguez back. That was big for them. But they try and wait you out and let you make the mistake at the end. And the games they've lost, they've been the team making the mistake at the end. But last year with Wondell Robinson, remember, we saw it. It was deep, 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 deep. He'd come up third and short. He was the fixer, could take the slant for a touchdown. They don't have this guy this year. But it was good to see, uh, you know, it was good to see Spencer Rattler and those guys get a win, especially with the way it's been going. But I'll say like I always say, and you look now at Texas A&M, that game looks a lot more winnable. Missouri, I think, is a little bit better than what people thought. I know that their record isn't great, but if you look at kind of Brady Cook and the, and the way they're playing, they're playing a lot better. You should have beat Auburn. It was the biggest joke I've ever seen that you didn't beat Auburn. Uh, but, you know, when it when it comes down to it and, and you really look at it, how, how do you match up to the other teams? I think especially at home, South Carolina and A&M is basically even, and I may even give a little bit uh, of an advantage to South Carolina. What you can't do is turn the ball over, and you can't let Haynes King run around and extend the play on the outside. And, John, nobody's saying Missouri is good. We're saying Missouri is better than what they are. Like, you, you need to calm down, bro. Listen, comprehend, use your ears. That's what separates us from the animals. That's why I don't have to dodge a cheetah going to work. Because we got out of the food chain. So listen, my friend, it'll help you. And, and look both ways before you cross the street. But again, you know, my biggest thing, Chris, is that South Carolina is still going to have to play very well to win these games. Yeah. You're not going to be able to play bad and win these games with the personnel that you have. So it was a good win for Beamer. I would caution, uh, I, I would caution South Carolina fans because they are smart uh, to make sure you take it with a grain of salt. You can't get too high. You can't get too low. 
that's the intriguing thing, Jake, or the interesting thing with not just South Carolina fans, but college fans, or just maybe just fans in general, is that especially in SEC football, though, it's such a week-to-week game. The highs are so extremely high, and the lows are so extremely That's what low. makes they're, it fun. Right, right. Makes there isn't fun. a whole lot of staying in the middle because, I, I mean, this time last week, I had people telling me, Chris, four and eight, five and seven's best-case scenario for this team. And, and then South Carolina beats Kentucky, whether it be with Levis or not. You got people talking about this team could start seven and two. It's just like it's wild. How, it, it, it's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster, but it's the SEC yeah. roller coaster. That's why we all love it. I thought Jake, the tone for that game was really set after the first play, and, and I know it was seven to seven <laughs> at half, and the game could have gone either way. But I don't know, man. I, I just felt like you know Kentucky's been this team over the years, especially against the Gamecocks. It's been ground and pound, win at the point of attack, physicality, and that first play. You know, I understand Levis didn't play. But the fact Kentucky felt the need to run some gimmicky finesse trick play, and it obviously got blown up, Gamecocks covered the fumble, it just told me Kentucky's just not confident it's going to win tonight. Like, they're not confident in doing what they've always done. And so I I felt like from the jump, I was like, this is South Carolina's game to win. Uh, Number one, Jeff, appreciate the love, man. Uh, Here's here's the way I look at it. When you know the quarterback's not playing, and nobody knew before anyone other than the Kentucky staff that Will Levis was for sure not playing. Mm. The minute you found that out, you know who the backup is. Mm. Why do you think they were trying to protect him so much in the games before this? So when, 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 you, when you're a coach and you know, all right, we are going to have to find a way to man- manufacture points. We're probably not going to be able to turn around and just hand it off to Chris Rodriguez for four quarters and try and wait these guys out. And you never want to be in the position of just hoping somebody plays bad. Like, man, I just let's be super safe. Let's hope South Carolina comes in here and plays bad. That's what you don't you want to affect the game. You don't want to have to rely on the other team to affect the game. But them running that trick play, the first play of the game. Number one, it's the worst time to run it. Okay, you want to know when the worst time to run a trick play is? When everybody, I remember being the DC and even being on the, all the staffs I was, the first play, you are telling your guys, watch for the trick play. Watch for the trick play because they always run it on the first play. You know when the best time to run the trick play is? On the second play. That would just send everybody. <laughs> nobody expects a trick play on the second play. Why do you think screens work so good on uh, first down? Because most times people think you're getting screens on what? third and long, second long, stuff like that. So I think Kentucky uh, took a chance. It backfired, and the minute it backfired, they retreated back in the hole. Then they said, okay, all right, now we have to be super safe because we know that we can't do anything outside of the little bit we're asking this backup to do. So I think that's what they got caught in. Look, South Carolina had to make the plays. You had to get off the blocks on the offensive line. You had to be able to read through the guards. You got to read pullers. You got to play front side, back side at linebacker. You got to know who you have in the secondary and make plays on the ball. So you got to give South Carolina credit. But I do think that instant turnover that led to instant points in a game that was there wasn't going to be a lot of points scored was huge and really changed the mindset from then on out. You mentioned Spencer Rattler, Jake. Let's talk a little bit about the offense because, again, like you mentioned, great win. But critical minds can look at the ball game, understand what happened. And certainly I have not been – I mean, from the Gamecock side of things, you know, the fun is in the winning, right, when it, when it comes to sports and especially college football and especially when you're a team like the Gamecocks. When you, 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 you can't get nitpicky with winning. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like South Carolina is going to go 15-0. and over. Like, you know, Alabama can be picky with the way they win. I don't know that it's a wise thing for South Carolina to, to pick it apart. Just be happy you're 4-2 and two and won the ball game. But you look at that game – and critical minds can look at that and say that say there's still a lot left to be desired on the offensive side. 
right? Just 90 yards of offense in the first half. However, give credit where credit's due. That second half, Spencer Rattler goes eight for 10. They have three 70-plus yard scoring drives. You have like 260-something yards of offense, something like that. Um, just talk a little bit about what you saw from Spencer Rattler. I, I mean, again, I, I think that's still obviously the question mark with South Carolina is on a week-in, week-out basis, will they get enough out of the offense? But if nothing else, that second half was the best half of football, I would say, they yeah. played at this point this season. Yeah, that's where you're going to get the most confidence from. And, and it's always great when it comes in the second half for a couple of reasons. It means the guys got the message at halftime and you made the necessary adjustments at halftime. You know, my biggest critique of Auburn and Brian Harson is they can't score more than a touchdown against teams that are that are power five in the second half because they can't adjust. And if you don't know what how to adjust, it's because you don't know what you're looking at. And that's the thing that worries you the most, or you're just nervous to do anything. Uh, I would say with Spencer, again, he really put it together in the second half. Uh, obviously, confidence is huge for the quarterback. It's also another week where, or one of the first weeks where everybody's not trying to burn Marcus Satterfield's house down. So I'm sure the Satterfield family appreciates that. Um, uh, you know, Another big thing when you're looking at Spencer is I think Spencer actually gave what the def took what the defense was giving him in the second half. He didn't force a lot of balls. It didn't look like Spencer was out there trying to make it happen. He was letting it happen. He was taking the underneath. He was understanding the way the coverage was rolling. And Kentucky doesn't run a ton of different coverages, but when they did try to change, he was able to find ways to hurt them. There's a way to be aggressive without being stupid. I One of my good friends is David Tollefson, who's the defensive end for the New York Giants that backed up Strahan and won two Super Bowls. And I, asked, I would always ask him questions. And I was like, who are the two best quarterbacks you ever faced? And he, would, he told me one time, he was like, the two best I ever faced were Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. And I'm like, well, duh. But he's like, it's not for the reason you think. Quarterbacks are the greediest people on the planet. The second greediest people on the planet are offensive coordinators. It's very hard for OCs and quarterbacks to go all the way down the field, throwing the check down, throwing the hitch, throwing the slant, throwing the swing, using modified runs when they're making you keep everything in front instead of saying, you know what, I've thrown three short passes. Damn it, we're going to throw it deep. I'm not throwing another short pass. They will nickel and dime you all the way down the field. They're patient and they don't get greedy. And if you're able to blend that, with the ability to attack a defense when the defense gets greedy, that's how you start whipping people's ass on a consistent basis. And you saw a little bit of that with South Carolina. Now, can you take that and you don't have the greatest personnel? It's always going to come down to personnel, which means your margin for error is what? Smaller. So can they take that second half, compartmentalize that, but also use that going forward? And a bye week, you're kind of pissed off it's the bye week a little bit because you showed that great second half. It's like the Braves. I didn't want the Braves to have five days off. I'm glad they weren't playing in the wild card, but you saw it. I mean, the first five innings, it looked like that that Sandy Koufax had a baby with Randy Johnson up there. So uh, it just, uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's good news, and hopefully they can keep it going. Let's talk a little bit, Jake, about Beamer Ball. I don't know how much of a special teams guy you are, but the Gamecocks lead the country with five <laughs> block punts, man. Five block punts, and yeah, they blocked was, another one against was, Kentucky. Uh, yeah, I was a special teams coordinator in Division One for three years, so I'm a big special teams guy. I used go. to tell people, used to tell people when I was coaching, uh, when I was coaching the special teams in the secondary, if something went wrong, it was probably my fault. Those are two positions that, uh, you know, you can you can live by the sword, uh, die by the sword, but it's huge. You know, it's people don't. And, and fans, I get it. I understand it because there's not the volume of plays you get on offense and defense. Therefore, the biggest plays in the game are typically on offense or defense. But, you know, Dan Reeves did a study, and I used to tell our guys this all the time, that if you block a punt, you win the game 88% of the time. That is a huge number. 
because it's such a momentum changing yeah. play. That's that's what it is. And if you're able to be a threat on special teams, which is great experience for young guys, especially the way that Shane's recruiting. I mean, you look, Julio Jones ran down on kickoff for Alabama for three years. You want to talk about how, how important it is? That's how important it is. So being able to scare guys, it, it messes with punters. Punters know uh, how many blocks there are, but he's just taking a, a branch off uh, old, old Frank's tree and uh, bringing the special teams down to South Carolina. And that, once he has the personnel in there, and the rosters are more even, and you're in these tight games against teams that have been better than you, that could be the difference. That blocked punt, that blocked extra point. How many missed extra points have we seen come back to absolutely haunt people this year, Chris? We've seen it all over the league. Kick returns for touchdowns, being good in coverage, punt, kickoff. The little things add up to big things, and special teams will always be 33.3% of the game, Chris. Indeed, and also the swinging gate two-point conversions that we've seen so much. Tonka Henry yeah, had, had a field day with it. <laughs> the old swinging gate, you love to see it. Uh, sticking with the special teams thing, because like you said, Jake, it's, it's not the sexiest thing to talk about. You know, I, I make sure, though, over the summer when I do my preseason stuff, I, I make sure to preview the special teams unit, because like you mentioned, it's a third of the game. It's a major facet of the game. Is it more of an effort thing? Is it a scheme thing? Because, like, everybody does special teams, but obviously not everybody does special teams the same yeah, way. Yeah, Chris, here's, here's the thing. This is what I always – and you have to tell the young guys this right when you get them. Special teams is not a different sport. We are not doing anything different. Hmm. For example, all kickoff return and kickoff is is a run play with more distance in between you when the ball is kicked snapped or whatever a kickoff return typically is nothing but a power play with a kick a counter play with two guys going to kick a lot of it is based off double teams a zone play it's a run play so you have to therefore be able to fit the run it's harder because it's from a, a lot further distance and it looks funny but it is a football play i always used to tell them i want you guys to think of this as a football play Punt and punt return, it's the same thing. When you're holding up on punt return, you are basically a blocking wide receiver. That's what it is. So it's it's when you put it in those terms, it's amazing how the young guy's eyes would just kind of glow up and they'd be like, well, duh, that makes sense. Now I can understand it better. When I say that I'm running out as I kick my table, see, I'm getting excited about special teams, Chris. You did this. <laughs> uh, it's it's huge. So it's a football play uh, that just looks a little bit different from the others. So it's it's just as important. Now, Jake, obviously, notably, you had the Gamecocks five and seven in the preseason. I had them eight and four. And, and I believe that, you know what, over the summer, you make your picks, you make your predictions. I certainly am not going to be someone that's going to ask you to change. I had somebody ask me in our uh, in our yeah. Big Cock Club Discord earlier this morning, uh, will Jake Crane apologize for his preseason prediction? I said no, and I wouldn't want him to because that, that just that's whack. I, I wouldn't apologize for my prediction. And then we make week-by-week -week predictions, picks, whatever – but the question I'll ask you is this, is again, you had the Gamecocks going five and seven, which most importantly to me is South Carolina missing bowl eligibility. No matter how it happened, you beat Kentucky in your four and two, which was a game you didn't expect them to get. How much differently now does the outlook for South Carolina look for you as they go in the second half in regards to just simply reaching bowl eligibility? And you factor in, like you mentioned, and this is, it seems like this happens every year, but a lot of these teams you once looked at on your schedule as daunting, you kind of look at as like, those are gettable now, right? A&M, what is Florida? I still don't know what Florida is. But Mizzou, Vandy, you've still got. All of a sudden, I, I would assume in, in your mind, six maybe looks a little bit more achievable. Just talk about in regards to as we go into the second half 
does your outlook for the Gamecocks in regards to getting the postseason play change a little bit? Uh, yeah, look, I think sometimes when, when we get to this point, like the answer is somewhere in the middle, right? Like I say, they're going five and seven, you're going eight and four. So answer is probably somewhere in the middle, probably somewhere between six and six, seven and five. Right now, when you look at how AM's been playing, because again, teams change during the season. That's why preseason rankings are, they're fun. They're fun for us. Uh, they're fun for the fans. Get them, you know, people get upset, people get excited. Uh, and then you see the actual teams, but you see the injuries, right? Yeah. Like Arkansas looks a lot different now than they did the first for the first couple of weeks. But now, I mean, I, I'm going to stick with I, I think it's somewhere – it's probably going to end up being 6-6, six and six, to be honest with you. This A&M's game is, is huge. This is a swing – Kentucky game was a swing game last week. Now this A&M game becomes a swing game uh, because if you're able to beat A&M, I mean, you're pretty much looking at what should be seven wins with Missouri uh, and obviously Vanderbilt. If you lose to A&M, changes it up a little bit. But I, I, I will say, you know uh, – I think they've done – you've avoided the injury bug decently at South Carolina. I know there's been some linemen that have been out, but when you look at some of these other places that are losing quarterbacks, that are losing places in or people in position of need all the time, I think South Carolina is relatively healthy. I would say right now if I was going to make a prediction, uh, not changing the one I did before, but after seeing it because, you know, things change when you actually watch, I would say I would say probably six and six, seven and five is what is looking most likely. Yeah, and I think that's fair. And uh... – I will say to your point about not to completely change the subject, but the preseason rankings and just the rankings in general. If you if you want to know how ridiculous the rankings are, just look at Florida. Unranked, beat Utah. They're like 12th or they're 15th. Yeah. Then they lose to Kentucky. Well, then they're unranked again. It's just like it's so well, Chris, stupid. <laughs> that's why we don't we don't on our on Crane and Company on our show, we don't put out our power rankings until after week three. Yeah. Uh we'll do, you know, where we think people are gonna uh, finish in the preseason and and things like that. But uh, you you really just don't know. I, I don't think we should have a preseason AP poll. I don't think we should have a preseason coaches poll. I think the, the poll should come out week four. That's when the poll should come out because we have a much better sense then. Uh, you know, you can you can have, you know, official rankings, I guess, if you want. But again, it's just it's kind of pointless because they always change so much. And it could keep a team from being able to move up like give you a great example 2004 auburn went undefeated in the sec uh won the sec championship wasn't able to play in the national championship game yes it was only two teams so because oklahoma and usc just started out higher than them and oklahoma literally a guy was walking around with a peg leg with jason white at the end of the day you ended up winning the heisman but cocky twan auburn is ass i'll be the first person to tell you that i'm literally the hardest person on auburn that doesn't hurt my feeling you want to know why because it's hard to kill something that's dead, already dead inside. All right, it's hard to kill something that's already dead inside, or or to or to get them upset. Like the funny part is, the funny part is, you know, when you've been in the business, it does desensitize you a little bit to that boyhood fandom. Chris, I think you can speak to this as well. You don't watch the games the way I don't watch Auburn. Like, oh, please God, I'll do anything to to get this third and six anymore. Because I probably know what's going to happen. Because I know how bad their personnel is. So I, I just love when I come in here and we, we talk about Auburn like I really care. And to be honest with you, Auburn not being good and Auburn being good, both are equal for business. So if you want the absolute truth, there it is right there. But uh, the Harry Potter reference, uh, I mean, I'll give you one right now. Uh, the only way Auburn's going to beat Alabama is if they know Gandalf or Dumbledore. How about that? I need to get a Gamecock tattoo, and underneath it, it just says, you can't kill what's already dead inside. That, that you is, can't that kill is what's already the, dead. Good luck. That's the, that's the best way well, to put that's it. That's what I'm going to do right when I leave here. I'm going to go eat lunch. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs>
can't kill what's already dead inside. Oh, right my God. I love it. Jake Crane of Crane & Company. Jake, before I get you out of here, man, the most ranked matchups in a college football weekend since 2017, I believe I read. And we've got some big ones, of course. The headliner, Alabama-Tennessee. I'm on the Volunteers plus seven and a half. I don't know if they win, but I think it's a close game. I don't know, man. Bulls plus 260 might be the play. Clemson-Florida State's another big one, obviously, for obvious reasons for our folks. Uh, just talk about the SEC slate, the national slate. What do you like this weekend? Yeah, I never went. Travis Auburn was not on probation in 2004. Uh, I promise. They played. They literally played Virginia Tech uh, and won that game. Frank Beamer's uh, Virginia Tech. Yeah. Yep, that's exactly. Oh, how about that? I honestly didn't even remember that. Yeah. Look, yeah. The, the Tennessee-Bama game, I think Bryce is going to play. I don't think there's a way in which he doesn't play. But but just because he plays uh, doesn't mean he's going to be full-effect Bryce. I mean, mm-hmm. you know right now if you're Tennessee's defense, he's not running. All right, they're not going to run him. Mm-hmm. You know that if you show pressure, he's going to have to get rid of that ball quick. Uh, and if you know that, to me, I'd show pressure all night and never bring it. Because you want to know if you can get there before. Alabama's offensive line has good players, but they have struggled before. You go look at their record on the road, how tight these games are, including the one at Texas, because that atmosphere at Neyland is going to be as hostile as it's ever been. I mean, they, they smell blood. It's like, what do they say on Borat? It's like, you know, we, we go around Belo and we say, you never get this. You never get this. One day, Belo break cage and Belo get this. <laughs> Like, I feel like this may be the weekend where B-Lo <laughs> cage and gets this. It's going down in Neyland. Your favorite plays, gambling plays? You got anything for the people? Is there, I mean, is it that game or is there another game? Why, I, I, one that stands out to me, man, Clemson's only three and a half against Florida State? Is that? Yeah, I'm a little nervy on that one. I don't trust that Jordan. kind of crazy. Freak out at any more yeah. point in time and play really good. I love the under in the Iowa State Texas game. One because the team's playing that has the word Iowa in it, uh, and and they've really struggled <laughs> offensively. I mean Decker, their quarterback. I mean the dude is basically uh, just a noodle arm out there playing. Um, also, you know I really that Kansas Oklahoma game. I'm not touching that one, man. To to be honest with you, uh, there's a couple more. It's a weird weekend. Like how do I not take Tennessee plus seven and a half? How do I not do that? Like, how do I honestly look? I think we all want to believe that's going to be a great game, too. We, we yeah, want to believe that's going to be a great game. I don't see Tennessee getting blown out. Right. I just – I don't see it. Which, to me, if Bama wins by two touchdowns, that's a blowout with all the hype that's going up in this thing. So, I like Tennessee plus seven and a half. Uh, if Iowa's playing, whoever they're playing, take the under. I, I, I tell you what, I like Illinois at home plus six and a half this week. I'll tell you what, Chase Brown, if you haven't seen that guy at running back and what Bielema is doing up there – it's, it's a pretty good situation. Auburn Ole Miss, how much longer does Harson have? Man, can we just do this? Like, can we just fire this guy? Like, what's going on? Like, I, like, saw like, your, I saw your rant after the I LSU game, I think fired. it was. You know he's getting fired. Yeah. He knows he's getting fired. They'll pro- you got the bye week after Ole Miss. The problem is there's no AD right now. It's probably going to be the Hartwell guy from Utah State, and if that's the case, Auburn's going to hire Jeff Grimes. So yeah. go ahead and get ready for that. Uh, but I think they're going to get an AD in there uh, before they make a ton of moves. But I would not be shocked if he got fired after this weekend. I mean, he's a dead man walking. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, it's it's over now. It's over. It's just like they used to do with the old people in the in the villages back in the day. They just put them on a raft and push them down the river when they got so old. They're like, you're so old, like. You lived in like long enough and ate you're you're eating a lot of food or not eating a lot of food now, so we're just gonna see what happens. We'll send you to Valhalla. Jake, I just laugh because you remind me of uh South Carolina in the must champ era. So I, I've been exactly on the side you are, and uh it is a time for sure. But it yeah. sounds like all of Auburn Nation is is kind of with you. We won the Natty in twenty ten. 
played for it in 2013, won the SEC, beat Bama. I've had, I've seen Auburn be good. Like it's at the end of the day, like I've had mine. I enjoy watching other people get theirs. Even though it was Georgia last year, it was nice seeing them actually do something. That's the look. I, we we got our rings. Like we we you want more? You obviously want more. But right now, when you're looking at Bama and Georgia, it's just like damn dog. Like it's you got to bring in a hero. We need a hero. That's what we need. Like look, I'll do it. Price is right. Jake said, "Feels good to be good. We got the rings." He says. Meanwhile, I'm I'm just trying to get to seven wins and no, look, y'all, look, y'all look at it. <laughs> Hey, we're getting there. We're getting there. Jake Crane at Crane and Company. Always a pleasure chatting with you, Jake. Thank you so much again. Y'all check out Jake's work and uh, the show. Let people know again when it airs, where it airs, how they can tune in. Yeah, man. We had a great week this week. Had Danny Cannell. We talked a bunch of uh, college football, Tom Luganville. I mean, we talk everything NFL, Major League Baseball. Uh, I mean, the NHL starting, but forgive me if we just don't go all in on the NHL during the greatest sports time of year with the NFL, college football, Major League Baseball playoffs. Quidditch just down to the semifinals. So it's just a great time of year. Uh, there's another Harry Potter reference for you. But uh, now, yeah, you can check us out 730 to 9 Eastern every weekday morning. Uh, Saturday, we put out a Saturday special. Uh, on Sunday, um, you know, we do a recap. The recaps college football and the NFL, previews the NFL. So uh, come check us out. Jake Crane at Crane & Company. Jake, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Always a pleasure. See you, see you guys. Yeah, man. We'll talk soon. Jake Crane, right. what a legend. What a legend that man is. How about it? How about it? Appreciate Jake taking the time. Great insight as always. And Jake's a lot like Steven Garcia where he's just like the 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 king of the one-liners, man. <laughs> the king. He says things. I, I love the way Jake articulates things. And obviously, he's 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 going to say it like he means it and, uh, and keep it real and keep it a buck. And that's why Jake and I get along so well. How about my guy Phil dropping in with the super chat? Phil, appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Carolina Rugby against Kentucky at 1 p.m. tomorrow at the old Proving Grounds, Bluff Road. Y'all go check them out if you're in Cola. Go check them out. Phil, thank you so much for the love, my friend. Appreciate you. Hope you've been well. My guy Phil is doing a fantastic job with Jack's Rangers, with the Ruckin' Roosters show. Incredible stuff, man. Y'all go support Phil. Check him out. Daily Crower, Big Cock Club member. Great Gamecock and a great human being. Guys, hey, we're going to jump into a quick break. But on the other side, I want to hear from you. Let's take your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Again, want to say thank you to Jake Crane. Joining us as he does each and every single Friday, that was a blast. Um, so we've had a couple of we've had a couple of folks in the in the TDC Questions channel, the Big Cock Club Discord, ask us. Uh, yes, Phil Harris is no longer in the Discord. Phil actually, uh, I think he told me last night he uninstalled the Discord app. So nothing wrong, but Phil just not in the Discord anymore. So Phil, people are asking, my guy. People are asking. People are asking about where you are. That's why I even asked you to begin with. Lexi Crawford, what's going on? I see you also in the Discord. <laughs> you can't kill what's already dead inside. That's like the Gamecock theme right there. You think you can hurt me? Dude, we're Gamecock fans. You can't already kill what's dead inside. Um, Let's see. Josh Williams, have not told you this yet, but Chris, your studio is looking fuego. Thank you, Josh. That means a lot. Thank you. I appreciate that. Sincerely, my friend. 
Um, it's, you know, the, the, the beautiful thing about the studio, it's forever a work in progress, right? It's like, it's a never, it's never finished. Uh, Jeff Gullich is no disrespect to all the guests, but Jake is by far my favorite guest. Big shout out to you, Chris, for getting all the guests. Each one brings their own thing and I enjoy them all. Jeff, I, I really do appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, I always say the joys in the journey and certainly that includes the Daily Crow and the evolution and what this is and what it's, you know, what it's turned into and as, as it continues to evolve. But the point we're at right now is so dope, man, because, you know, before, obviously, I mean, if we could take it all the way back to the beginning of the Spurs up show. I mean, if, if let me tell you this. If you remember the Daily Crow as just a Periscope stream when I was sitting, basically it looked like I was sitting in the woods practically and I was wearing a, in a golf shirt, no hat a lot of the time and doing like a 10-minute video. If you remember that version of the Daily Crow or if you remember the version I was posting to YouTube, right? If you remember that version where I was like just sitting in a room with the flag behind me, like, you're, you're an OG day one fan because that was back in, like, 2018, 2019. But to see the Daily Crow, yeah, 2018, John, a while ago. Armchair days. Back in the armchair days or the very, 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 very early TSUS days. But uh, then, you know, you had the Daily Crow as a scheduled thing Monday through Friday for an hour. Then it got bumped to two hours. And then now having guests on, you know, it's always been something that I, I, I dreamed of doing or, or – or thought would be really cool to be able to do is have daily guests on. and Because, you know, I always looked at guys like Paul Feinbaum, and I've always been someone, you know, I, I, li- I like radio, I, I, or I used to like radio. I mean, I still do like it, but obviously I do my own thing now. I don't listen to it a lot. But I always liked radio and, and, and liked, uh, you know, and, and liked guys, you know, getting guests in and having those cool, unique, engaging conversations. And I like hearing different points of view and, and, uh, you know, I was going to say, man, like, I really I really rock with Jake Heavy. You know, I've had conversations with Jake off the record about business and life and and content and football, of course. But, uh, you know, I really respect people that Jake talks his talk. And he doesn't speak that way from a sense of, of ego. You know, I know more than you. I'm better than you. But he speaks from a sense of Jake's a guy who who grinds his tail off, who studies it, who lives it, who breathes it. And he speaks his truth, and he speaks his opinion, and he's willing to banter you on it. He's also willing to hear out your thoughts and your opinions and stuff like that. But he comes from a place of knowing he's put the grind in and the work in, and he's able to speak from a sense of that place and know there's power in his words. And he and I relate in that way. And that's one of the reasons I rock with Jake so heavy, man. So I, w- I want to say thank you to Jake Crane. Thank you to all of our guests that we have on a daily basis. I'm glad you guys find value in it because that is the entire point. That is the entire point for sure. Guys, uh, again, we'd love to hear from you all. 843-790-3377. On that note, um, let's see. Savelle Newton tweeted, in the midst of the bye week, I'm going to make a bold prediction. It's all based on whether we start using true quick game. Pop passes, quick three-step routes. If we do, we'll win four to six. Sent some encouragement to Spencer Rattler today, and the response was enough for me to be optimistic. Okay. So, Savelle Newton. <clears throat> Josh Williams, what's your opinion on the biggest battle battle we need to win to beat the Aggies? I, I mean, I know it gets old, man, but, Josh, we got to be able to hold, hold our own line of scrimmage. I mean, you saw what happened when we were able to run the ball and stop the run. It's good things happen, so... I'd still say line of scrimmage is the area you got to win, right? I know it's 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 a cliche, and cliches get old, but you win that battle up front, you'll win the football game. 
So uh, holding your own up front, you know, being able to create holes and create space for Marshawn Lloyd, giving Spencer Rattler time and slowing down A-Chain for – or is it A-Chain or A-Chain? Either way, slowing down the Texas A&M running game. Uh, they're going to have probably QB3 in there, inexperienced. I know he's extremely talented, but, you know, they're going to be leaning on a guy sort of like Kentucky was doing. So I'd imagine A&M will probably lean a lot on the run game. And, again, we'll talk more about the Aggies next week. But, uh, yeah, I would say up front at the line of scrimmage, no doubt. Phil, what's going up, my friend? How are you? Pretty good, my brother. How you doing? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking, man. What's going on? Uh, just happy Friday to everybody out there. I wanted to call in. I saw that nobody else or heard that nobody else was calling in, so I wanted to jump in real quick and talk about Carolina rugby. Obviously, I mentioned earlier uh, in the chat that Carolina is playing Kentucky at 1 p.m. Uh, over there at the Bluff Road Fields, the old proving grounds, uh, diagonal from the stadium across the street from the Bojangles, I think it is. Yeah, um, they're in Columbia. So I hope everybody can come out if you're in the Columbia area. If you're missing football, you know, obviously no uh, game for the Gamecocks uh, football team this weekend. So come on by, watch the rugby. Carolina's undefeated this year. Also, Kentucky's undefeated at this point. Uh, Carolina is ranked number three in the nation at this moment. And by the way, these two teams do not like each other. It's going to be an absolute grudge match. Um, obviously, the rivalry with Clemson is huge. Uh, for all sports, um, but they actually kind of get along with those guys off of the field. Uh, you know, they, they respect them um, as people. This, not so much. Um, Carol, uh, excuse me, Kentucky specifically is known for being a little bit thuggish on the rugby pitch and assholes off of it. So um, there will be blood uh, <laughs> this weekend at the old proving grounds for sure. For I sure. It, it will be a hard hitting game. And everybody yep. will rock. Uh... Rock sunglasses after the victory. Culture. That's right. Hell yeah. I wanted to mention real quick that we did two interviews uh, yesterday on the Gamecock Rugby YouTube channel uh, with the Rucking Rooster Show. One with three freshmen that came from the same high school in Maryland. It was uh, quietly Carolina Rugby is setting up a pipeline from the Mid-Atlantic and the Northeast to come to Carolina. 20 uh, incoming freshmen this year, which is unprecedented. All of them with high school rugby experience. And the next one, we had uh, Grant Howard and Dan Golden, who are upperclassmen in the Carolina Rugby Program. Really enjoyed speaking with both of those uh, players, um, just you know, listening to their experiences. Really awesome. So I hope everybody checks that out on Gamecock Rugby on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed and liking the videos. Appreciate that. it. That's all I got. Phil, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Go Cox. Go Cox. Really, really good stuff from our guy, Phil Harris. Legend. Appreciate him. Again, 12.56 here on a Friday, guys. Uh, we got a GBO in the chat. Daniel Gregory. Y'all going to let that happen? Tennessee people coming in, infiltrating the chat. Bro, Carolina Tennessee week is going to be lit. Because I know all those Tennessee guys, all my all my vol buddies are going to be tuned in, talking shit. Y'all, hey, y'all going to have to – it's going to be like the scene from what's that movie where he pulls the sword out and the whole – everybody's running. That's what it's going to feel like. Uh, apparently, the line for Tennessee-Alabama, Alabama up to a nine-point favorite against Tennessee. So, the money's coming in on the volunteers, or excuse me, on the uh, Crimson Tide. And I have to imagine that's because I, I would I would bet you that word is leaking out that Bryce Young will indeed play. Um, and so, I bet a lot of people, I, I would assume at least, I mean, I could be wrong, but it seems like to me... Um, I don't know. 
seems like to me that would be the case. Uh, <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to Stephen Ball on Twitter, by the way, because he made me laugh this morning because I put up the tweet, the bye week's upon us, what's your favorite bye week activity? He said, two words, get high and drunk. I, I'm like, I just, I, hey, I respect the honesty. I respect the honesty, honestly. So, um, John says, Daniel, how many teeth they got? <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I see some of you saying you guys remember the uh, the co-host days. Yeah, I mean, if you, you you think about it, and I know John's been around a while too. Phil's been around a while. John's been around a while. It's it's pretty crazy, man. I mean, I I I'm someone that you know I stay on the go, 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 go. You know, twenty four seven, what have you, and. And, uh, you know, you're always thinking about the next piece of content, the next thing. And, I mean, that, that's a beautiful thing, right? It's a beautiful journey. But if you really do take a moment, you know, it's, it's necessary, I think, in growth and evolution to take a moment to stop and, and reflect some and, and realize where you are in the present moment. It's, it's really cool, man, when you think about it. Uh, I mentioned this a couple of days ago, but, but November the 11th, for those of you who don't understand why on our TSUS helmet, we have 18 on the back of the helmet, right? The reason I have the number 18, it's not for Steve Tannehill, believe it or not, although the helmet does look cool with the 18 on it, but it's because I got the LLC for the Spurs Up show November the 11th, 2018. So to think that about a month from now, it'll be four years since I got the LLC. And what's crazy about that, though, is like that feels like, man, that's been a long time, but it's, it's really not. I mean, guys, we've all been in college, right? Ask a guy like Phil, ask a guy like John, ask a guy like any, you know, a lot of y'all tuned in. Four years ain't that long. Four years flies by, right? Four years flies by. So, Austin's been around a while. Yeah, I'm just saying it's crazy, man. It's crazy. You know, I I mean, I've only been doing it full time for, for three years. It's not long. I mean, it is long, but it's not. You know what I mean? So, and one of those years was covid so you can hardly even count that year. So I don't know. It's just it's just wild when you think back, man. You reflect on the journey, and um, it's really cool, really really cool. So, guys, we've entered into hour number two here on this Friday. Again, all my folks that are coming in on YouTube from Facebook, I do apologize for the show not being up on Facebook. I have no idea why the show did not. I don't know if it's a Facebook issue or because it looks like we're live everywhere else. Uh, in case you guys did not know, maybe you're tuning in on the Spurs Up Show podcast feed, which if you are, thank you so much. But uh, the Daily Crow, if you did not know, airs noon to two, Monday through Friday on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Now, sometimes we have must-champ hackers that screw with that, but most days, most days we're good. Uh, obviously, no podcast, no, no, no TSUS podcast that dropped this morning, but of course, this will serve for many of you as the podcast today, and I appreciate y'all rolling with the punches of being cool and, and, uh, you know, going into the bye week, of course, I just felt like, hey, there's just nothing to talk about, really, outside of talking about other teams or, you know, things we're already going to talk about on the Daily Crow. There's nothing really that, that that calls for a podcast to be recorded. However, however, big podcast on Monday because it'll officially be our midseason report card, sort of a reflection on the first half, look ahead of the second half, and I'll grade everything from offense, defense, special teams, coaching, and give an overall grade as well. So it'll be a lot of fun. That'll be a fun podcast. And, of course, you know, Wednesday we'll dive into our best bet, gambling picks, Shane Beamer's Tuesday presser, and then Friday, of course, man, it'll be the the day before the game, and we'll talk uh, Texas A&M, and I'll lock in a prediction, and 
we'll roll into it, man. So going to be a lot of fun. I, I think this is a great time for us to to reflect. Hey, what was the best moment of the first half? I feel like it's really easy. Um, Shane Beamer throwing the glasses on. That's that's got to that's got to be the best moment. I mean, that that has to be the best moment of the first half for Gamecocks football. Um, if it's not that. I'd probably just say the first game, the tailgate. I'd I, I just say that the tailgate going into Georgia State and the pregame festivities and the crowd and um, can't wait to see the crowd again at Texas A&M, man. It's going to be an absolute madhouse, going to be sold out. I think what's so interesting, though, and I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm certainly not, I'm not going to lock in a prediction until a week from now, but you guys probably know as well as I do that, and correct me if I'm wrong, there are, it's not a long list, I feel like, of folks that notably give predictions for South Carolina games, right? Like, like what's interesting is, like, the Gamecock Central folks, they do give their predictions. If you actually, they drop it every week, right? They give their predictions for South Carolina's game, but they drop it in an article where it's like, I'm sure those on those message boards see that, but but it's not kind of out there in your face where it's like like I'm dropping a graphic you know what I mean and like everybody's seeing it anyways though I I, I just the point I'm, I'm making is that you and I both know that everyone in Gamecock circles is going to pick the Gamecocks to win next weekend right and it's almost just because you just beat Kentucky A&M's been vulnerable night game at Willie V you know what I mean like there aren't going to be many a Gamecock fan that will be picking South Carolina to lose against Texas A&M. I go into that game not with 100% confidence. As, I sit, as we sit here eight days from kickoff, like, I'm excited. I think it's a hell of an opportunity. There's a part of me that is that thinks, you know, this is the year we're going to snap the streak. The other part of me is like, Texas A&M, for whatever reason, has your number. But then again, streaks are made to be broken. So, I, I don't know. Again, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a lot more next week. <clears throat> we'll talk a lot more about it next week when we start really diving into matchups and and, and what Texas A&M, the problems they present, if you will. But, uh, I, you know, though, you know, th- th- there's the notable folks that make predictions for Gamecocks football, I would say, or, you know, most are going to be picking South Carolina to win. Because South Carolina is going to be the sexy pick. They're going to be the sexy pick. John's got top five moments for the first half. Here we go. Number five, throwback helmets and getting a W in the hurricane game against SC State. Okay. Number four, Marshawn Hurdle. That's a good one. Number three, the fumble in the first play against Kentucky. Number two, the Shane Beamer sunglasses. And number one, the tailgate and pregame against Georgia State. Okay. That's, that's, that's a good top five. That's a good top five. I don't know that I'd have anything else really to add, honestly. I mean, I, I think maybe if you went to Fayetteville and you had a good time, you might throw that in your top five or something. But I think that's a pretty damn good top five list, to be honest with you. Yeah. I got no issues with it. Travi says, please don't have a letdown. Yeah, I mean, Travi, I, I would say we want to see consistency. I, I do. I think we want to see consistency. Uh, you know, it's kind of like I said, going into Kentucky, right? Where you had two extra days to get ready. 
that there was no excuse for you to not play your best game to this point and come out, you know, prepared and ready to go. I mean, I even more so that point stands in this game against A&M, right? I mean, you're going to have a bye week. You've got extra time to get ready. There's no excuse not to play your best game. There's just no excuse, you know? So I, I don't think we're going to come out flat or anything like that. I, I really don't. I mean, if, if, a, if A&M beats you, I don't think it'll be because you were flat. I think it'll be because they just beat you. I, I really do. I, I mean, again, it's, it's one of those things where, like, you, you'd have to not have a pulse to not be fired up for that game next weekend. You, you really would. You really would. I mean, I, I, I'm already, though, again, eight days from, from, from kickoff. I'm a bit conflicted in regards to my view on the game because there's a part of me I kind of liked going into Kentucky, keeping expectations super conservative, and then being pleasantly surprised. I'll be totally honest with you. I did. I liked that. I'd much rather that be the case than me get my expectations sky high, pick a big victory, and then you fall flat on your face. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather, and I know some of you say that's, you know, I had a guy, I'll never forget this. I don't know why this stands out so much. I had a guy leave a review on iTunes one time. It's still there. It's still there. But this is when I was calling from Muschamp's job, and, and the, I think it's because of the nature of the comment. He said, he said, he's a Gamecock man with no soul. He got no soul. And so, <laughs> you know, and, and that's what some people would say about that attitude. It's like, you're a Gamecock with no soul, man. Where's your soul at? Where's your spunk at? But again, I just, I've told you guys, man, it's like as a third party that has no control over what happens on the field of play, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a a foolish move to keep expectations reasonable. Phil says just thought of this because I've never been to a Carolina away game amazingly enough. When's the last time Carolina played an Ivy League team in football if ever? Would love to see them play a home and away at Harvard. Phil do do Ivy League teams play SEC teams? I mean I can't recall the last time uh, an Ivy League team played an SEC team. Lady Bree chimes in. How do you see us winning? Or how do y'all see us winning against A&M? Not score, but how? I would say... Craig Goblin says, can we put our hands on A&M and move them to a different part of the earth? I hear you. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to have to win up front of the line of scrimmage. I, I, I do. Um, but... Lady Bree, I'll, have, I'll personally on my end have a much better answer for you next week when I actually start to to dive into Texas a and I, I haven't at all. I mean, I, I just this is the bye week. This is kind of you take it. I mean, I don't want to sound like a like a like a like a coach, but you take it one week at a time. You know, let's be in the present moment, the bye week. But uh, you know, I think you're going to have to win up front again. Uh, run the ball, stop the run. I mean, I know it's again cliche, but it's the SEC. That's what you do. So <laughs> the SEC is cliche to a degree. Uh, Spencer Rattler needs to play well. Keep your composure. Um, go execute and go win. So, again, I'll, I'll have a much more – a much clearer answer for you, path to victory, next week. But it's a winnable game, no doubt. It is a winnable game, no question. Absolutely no question. It's a great opportunity, and, and uh, yeah, we'll see if they can take advantage. Guys, we're going to jump into a quick break. On the other side, though, we're talking South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association softball game that will take place tomorrow at Doomsday Corner in Lancaster. Actually, before we jump to the break, 
Here we go. Let's get him on. I dig music. What's up, man? How are you? Hello. Yo, what up? Hey, um, I just wanted to call, and uh, I don't think any any fan has really called in and touched on this topic, but I just wanted to give uh, a hand to Spencer Rattler. You know, with everything that's gone on this season, and you know, it hasn't always gone his way. He he's really kept his composure for the most part. I feel like, and uh, I can't say everybody would have thought that in the off season to have with their season. You know. I mean, everything hasn't gone his way, but, but you know, he's shown that he's a good teammate, and he's shown that he's willing to improve and uh, you know, help us uh, win games. So I just wanted to call and say that. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. I think that is a very good point you make, and I'm glad you do. And, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, he played well in the second half, man. He played well in the second half. So you hope that it's something he can build on and, and it kind of springboards him and this football team. But uh, – yeah, I mean, listen, give credit where credit's due. Tip your cap. He had a hell of a second half against Kentucky, no doubt. Yeah, I just mean, as a whole, just as, like, a team player, like, not even just his performance at Kentucky, but just keeping his composure, just, you know, taking each week at a time and, and trying to get better. And you, you don't see him, like, pouting much or anything on the sideline. And you just, he's just doing his job. He's just trying to get better. So that's all you could ask for. And that's just something that I'm, I'm glad to see. I mean, I, I mentioned, I think, two weeks ago that, you know, I, I Spencer Rattler's been a great teammate, and I dig music. I don't know if he lost service or just hung up. But, yeah, I mean, listen, I think Spencer Rattler's been a great teammate. And, uh, you know, we, you haven't, you know, five touchdowns, eight picks, but there's been no signs of – um. there's been no signs of, of Spencer Rattler in regards to, you know, hanging his head or getting frustrated or – or anything like that. So, you know, you, you do love to see that. And, uh, I, you know, I, I feel confident in Rattler. He will have a big second half. I do. I feel confident in Rattler that he will have a big second half. All right. That being said, now let's go ahead and jump into our break. On the other side, Matt Scott, who is the man behind SCYDA in the softball game that yours truly will be playing in tomorrow. All of that and more on the other side. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls as well. 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Okay, I'm going to close up the phone lines because we're going to get my guy Matt Scott in here. Wanted to give him five or ten minutes to promote tomorrow's softball game at uh, Doomsday Corner in Lancaster, South Carolina. We will see. He hadn't read the message yet, so we'll see if he actually does jump on. We'll see if he jumps on. Either way, we'll see. I sent him the link. Um, in the meantime, guys, how about Robbie Coltrane has passed away at age 72? R.I.P. Legend. If you don't know who Robbie Coltrane is, he is the actor that played Hagrid in Harry Potter. 
<sighs> R.I.P. a legend. That's tough. That's really tough. Mm. Anyways, guys, let's see. Yeah, Robbie Coltrane. Hey, let's go Bravos indeed. Let's go Bravos. Yeah, I'm planning on stepping out today, watching some baseball. Obviously, it's fall for Greenville this weekend. The South Carolina State Fairs in Columbia. Uh, a lot of exciting stuff going on this weekend for sure. A lot of exciting stuff. A lot of exciting stuff. So, um, How are you guys spending the bye weekend? Like I mentioned, this is the weekend, fellas. Right? This is the weekend. If your girl's trying to do that thing, trying to go to the – the apple orchard or go to the pumpkin patch. By weekend's the weekend to take advantage. It is. It's it's the weekend to do that. Or go to the Post Malone concert, as uh, as my guy John and a lot of other folks are doing in Columbia as well. Or you could come out to Doomsday Corner for the softball game. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a really, really good time. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Lexi Crawford says, born and raised in Greenville, still in the area. Greenville's losing its charm and another tourist city. Well, Lexi, I just got here. I think the I think downtown's incredible. I think it's a really good time. Um, I, I've got no complaints with it. I mean, I, I you know, it's one of those things. Uh, I'm sure if you've been here, if you've been in Greenville since the jump, um, yeah, I mean, it's I, I've heard, I've heard it's changed a lot. See, I, I don't have a any sort of like pre. Uh, you know, I don't have a vision in my mind of what Greenville was. I just know it as it is. You know what I mean? So, um, I just know it as it is. So it, it kind of reminds me of a Charlotte Junior because I'm I'm in an interesting place in my life. I, I really am. I, I really enjoy solitude, and I enjoy peace. Right? Um, like you know, when I went to the mountains, obviously, like that was incredible. Just being up there in the mountains in nature by myself. Like I, I love the peace and solitude and. And being able to to uh, sit in the stillness, if you will. But I also still love the city. Like I love the vibe and the energy of the city. And you know, I lived in Charlotte for uh, for four years and, and loved that. So I, I like a mix of both. Greenville provides a pretty solid uh, a pretty solid mix of that. So all right, guys. Like I said, we're gonna go ahead and get him on um, tomorrow. I've, I've let many of you know we will be playing in the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association softball game and i'm very excited to get in the founder the brains behind it all matthew scott joins the show matt what's up man how you doing doing good brother how about you i am doing well uh and i wanted to let you know this by the way so obviously you see the hat we have the big cock club the big cock club discord uh an exclusive community for fans of the spurs up show but i actually had somebody reach out to me and comment and say how excited they were that uh, I was playing in the game and that we were, you know, partnering up and, and supporting because they actually have as someone with type one diabetes, it hit home for them. So I okay. thought that was really cool. I thought that was really, really cool. I think it's Matt Jones, I believe, in our in our Discord. Either way, though, yeah, it's Matt Jones. Either way, though, appreciate you taking the time, man. It's a pleasure to talk with you, and uh, I'm excited for the game tomorrow, man. I'm pumped. 
Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm excited too. As I told you, as I'm in the middle of uh, pretty much running the last few errands right now, we're all we're all gearing up for tomorrow. I'm excited to have it back in my area of Lancaster County, especially at the Lancaster High School field, known as Doomsday Corner. Uh, for that one listener, I hope to see him out there tomorrow as well. You know, we'll have a great time. Uh, Five dollar admission at the gate for anybody that wants to come out. I highly encourage it because we got some great auction items on tap. Some other things that would be available for purchase, food trucks, you name it, we got it. We're going to have a fun time as we are having our second ever night game because I remember talking on your show last year that we were going to do another one, and here we are. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I'm excited to play it, and I appreciate the invitation. And yeah, all those that are tuned in, obviously, and we've been promoting on the. Uh, on the airwaves this week, for sure, you guys come on out. We were having a debate earlier. It's funny, Matt, whether it's Lancaster or Lancaster, but it's obviously Lancaster because I just heard you say it. So, well, I was I was just on I was just on a show up in Greenville on you know this, as I told you earlier when we were texting before I got on air. This is my third interview of the day, and I was hearing that guy say Lancaster. I'm sitting. I'm thinking. I know I'm Southern, but come on, get come on, bro. <laughs> I love it. Hey, give people just an idea. Obviously, this might be some people's first time hearing about, for somehow, the first time hearing about the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association as a whole. Just kind of tell yeah. people it was established in 2014, but just give people an idea of what it is to a deeper extent, why it's so important, and uh, your, your role that you play in it, obviously. Yeah, you know, this thing started back in 2014 as an effort for helping kids with type 1 diabetes and, you know, here in the uh, South Carolina, North Carolina georgia area you know we're trying to give more of a of a wider options you know there's not that many diabetic organizations here you know statewide at least trying to give the support for these kids just trying to you know help those kids because you know the camps we escaped the money that this event raised money for was also started in you know the first year was 2015 for the camp but you know those kids we we've we've had kids come you know i've done counselor stuff for them just to help out you know hearing kids with type one doesn't tell you saying i didn't realize that there were other diabetics and you know going into further detail that's why you know we do where i do what i do being diabetic for 17 years trying to make an impact for those kids trying to give them a better opportunity to go to this camp for a lower cost so they can learn how to take better care of their diabetes because sometimes you know, like me, for an example, I, and, I'm, and I got my dad here with me today. Me, you know, me and him, he can, he can probably say, especially, you know, when we first found out the news, it was it was mind-blowing because we didn't know what to expect. And, uh, you know, here, here we are 17 years later. You know, we've last year we raised over $10,000 to help the kids go to the camp. And right now, I'm just going to throw it out there. We're probably going to do that again come tomorrow, which I'm excited uh, the main thing, all I can say is I hope people make plans, come down to Lancaster, because I've been telling people, you know, South Carolina football is off. Uh, the team upstate, they're up, they're on the road, but we'll cover the scores. We got, we got your football scores. I promise we'll take care of you. And, you know, all the proceeds from the admission to the vendors and even solid auction items, because, you know, we got some solid auction items signed by Shane Beamer, uh, Marcus Lattimore, Jadavion Clowney, just to name a few, you know, so see everybody come together for this cause. Yeah, you mentioned some of those Gamecock names, man. And, I mean, obviously just the, the opportunity to 
<clears throat> support a great cause enough to come out. But, I mean, obviously for any of those tuned in, obviously they're Gamecock fans. Uh, some Seeing some former Gamecock athletes, an opportunity in the – in the uh, the auctions to win some pretty cool uh, merchandise or memorabilia, if you will, just give people an idea of the former Gamecocks that are playing. And like you mentioned, if you want to, I don't know if you want to keep it a surprise or go into a little more detail of what the uh, the auction stuff is. Because again, like I said, just coming out supporting a great cause is more than enough reason. But there's some uh, there's certainly some incentives for Gamecock fans specifically. I feel like to to come out to Lancaster tomorrow. Yeah, you know, because like I said, some of the names we got coming to play tomorrow, uh, former softball players such as Madison Owens, uh, Kayla Drodart, and Jordan Bazell. You know, I'm excited to have those girls back, and especially having Kayla and Madison come out for the first time too. Uh, You know, we've had plenty of Gamecock athletes over the years. And then, you know, like I said, the support from – and Adam Westmore, as my dad's telling me, I keep forgetting about Westmore because I didn't pick – I didn't get a chance to pick him at number one. I didn't yeah. get a chance to pick them this year. You're, you're going to get to see Westmoreland again, I'm sure, tomorrow being on the same team. You know, it's going to be a – I'm excited to have Adam back. You know, it's – he's always he's always slugging it out. You know, unfortunately, I'm going to have to pitch around him this year for my strategy to win. Uh, yeah, but going into the auction, I, you know, like I said, the, the, the Clowney, Shane Beamer, Spencer Rattler, and uh, – and before I forget, we also have Columbia's own, the Southern Savior, as he's known as, John Schuyler, who has wrestled in All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling. He's done some stuff for the, the WWE. You know, we're excited to have John come out, too. You know, he's a USC graduate. And, you know, we're, we're going to have a good time. Yeah. It's a star-studded lineup for sure. Matt, I mean, again, I appreciate you taking the time to promote, obviously, and hope to see everybody there. Uh, we've already mentioned Lancaster Doomsday Corner. Let everybody know kind of the itinerary for tomorrow because I know there's a there's a home run derby. There's the actual game itself. Uh, what can folks expect? What's the what's the schedule for tomorrow's events? Schedule. We will kick it off where we will have some kickball fun for the kids and anybody that wants to come ha- have fun with the kids, play a little bit of old fashioned kickball game. You know, have fun with that. That'll start at one o'clock. With that'll go from about 1 o'clock to about 2, 2.15. Then we kick into the men's home run derby where you got guys like Adam Westmoreland, uh, Brett Percival, and many other wonderful guys that are coming to slug for the men's home run derby belt as it's always fun to look at and and try to – I'm not going to say rig, but I I wish I could just so I can win and just get my name stitched on it because my granddad makes these belts every year for me, and I'm very appreciative for that. And then the women's derby – I've been telling people it's a very loaded, loaded group of girls this year. And I mean, don't get me wrong, fresh, you know, it's a fresh group all around from the guys and girls, whether it's returning names or new names. But the girls' side of it, I'm really excited to, to look, you know, watch this year because you got names like Anna Kimbrell, who's returning again this year. She's a Team USA women's baseball gold medalist. Uh, like I said, Madison, uh, Kayla, Ansley Gilstrap, who played softball at Clemson. She's now an assistant coach over at Winthrop, you know, having those well-known softball names. It's it's something I'm excited to see because, you know, I always try to recruit the best talent, I feel like, and try to shake things up sometimes because I feel like it gives something, or, you know, something for everybody to play for, especially with those belts. Yeah, for sure. And then what, what time is first pitch for the actual game? Is it like 5? Five? 5 o'clock. Five o'clock. Oh, the, the, light, the lights will come on. We are going to have a good time. 
come eat, you know, we'll have the food on site, we'll have the auction stuff, uh, other vendors, you know, it's, it's like, uh, best way I could put it, it's like Christmas morning for me. Yeah. Well, I'm going into it, I can tell you, Matt, with no expectations tomorrow. In the field, I'm not worried about. Swinging a bat, though, uh, yeah, I was a pitcher in college for a reason, so. <laughs> we'll, I mean, we'll see hey, what I, happens. <laughs> hey, being, being that, uh, utility guy, I always try to as they say, spend it. Send it. And I mean, indeed, right? Swing hard in case you hit it. No, for sure. Matt, I appreciate you taking the time, and I'm looking forward to it. I'll be out there, obviously, uh, for the entire day, and uh, again, highly encourage all those tuned in. We're also dropping this show via the podcast as well, so anybody yep. tuned to the podcast version, just everybody hearing the sound of our voices, come on out. going to be a great time, like you mentioned, $5 admission at Doomsday Corner, all proceeds uh, go to the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association and to help those with type 1 diabetes. Matt, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Looking forward to it, and I'll yes, see you tomorrow. Sir. I appreciate you for having me back on, Chris. Let's have some fun tomorrow. Yeah, man, absolutely. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Great stuff from Matthew Scott. Yeah, guys, come on out. Going to be a good time. Um, yours truly will be out there. We'll be throwing the ball around, swinging the bat a little bit. Just going to be a fun day. Going to be a fun day. And like, like he mentioned, uh, I've seen some of the stuff. I've seen some of the stuff. Um some really cool items for auction. I mean, again, you don't need more of a reason to come out than to support a great cause, but for the Gamecock side of things, guys, you know. And, hey, I'll even I'll even say this. If you come out, I'll have the Beamer Wall towels on me for sale. How about that? How about that? I'll have some towels on me. I'll have some koozies uh, if you guys want to purchase, whatever. I just – I don't know. I don't know. Um, but, again, some really cool items. You'll also get to see some former Gamecocks out there, former Gamecocks softball players, former Gamecock baseball players, and then yours truly. We'll be out there having a good time. Um, guys, back into your questions, your comments, everything else. I uh, would love to hear from you all. Would love to hear from you. Travis says, go Bravos. Chop on. Stephen Borwell Jr., Friends Wedding Saturday and Universal. All next week. Stephen, you go into uh, Halloween Horror Nights. Are you going to Halloween Horror Nights? Sounds like a good time. Uh, let's get back into your questions. Chase in the Big Cock Club Discord and the TDC Question Channel, he says, we beat Texas A&M if we play a complete game and they've already mentally quit losing three games already. Yeah, I mean, very well said. Very simply put, but well said indeed. Stephen Morrill Jr., uh, yeah, you're going to Halloween Horror Nights. I've never been. You know, I went down there last year. I went down there last year. I just didn't want to go alone. I, you know what? You can say whatever you want. I didn't want to go to Halloween Horror Nights alone. I just didn't. I didn't. So, But I, I love solo vacays, man. I love solo trips. I love doing things solo, stepping out, just just chilling, man, just just kind of doing your thing. Um, I was actually thinking about Stephen Morrill Jr., believe it or not. I, I was actually thinking about, on that note, going back down to Universal, going back to Orlando in the month of November sometime. Because I've got a season pass that expires in April of next year, obviously. And I'm like, I want to use it, right? So we could go down to Orlando, work from down there for the week, and and uh, have us a good old time. Luke RJ, so I throw left-handed, bat and golf right-handed. Yeah, so I'm, I'm one of those weird people. But, uh, nah, yeah, I'm a right-handed bat. So it'll be a good time, though, man. It'll be a really good time. It, it's crazy, man. I've had people ask me to play, play softball and even play men's adult league baseball for years, man. And I – I'm just someone, you know, listen, I, I played in college, of course, at Newberry. And, I mean, I really, really chased the dream. And I think that's why 
I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, I, I love business so much and I love doing TSUS so much is because, you know, the struggle for athletes, not to get too deep into it, but the struggle for a lot of athletes is once their sport ends, right, they're looking for that next thing. They're looking for that next grind, right? Because I was five days a week in the gym, you know, five days a week at the field. When I wasn't playing or working out or whatever, I was watching the game, absorbing it, you know, watching it as like a, as a student of the game, right? And so once that ends and you go into the next chapter of your life, um, you know, once you go into that next chapter of your life, you're looking for that next thing, right? So, you know, for me, that's that's why I love business so much. Is it's like it's I, I've found my calling. That's really what it is. That, that's what I'm when I say my grind, my calling. You, you find your calling because you feel like when you're playing sports, that's your calling, right? But uh, I, I've found my calling with my business and being an entrepreneur and creating content and uh, making merchandise and injecting value in the universe via this channel and doing what I do. So, and I'm very blessed and fortunate to say that, man. I found my dharma truly. Um, and again, it's, it's, it's a blessing that I'm grateful for every single day. And I'm grateful for each and every single one of you that tunes in and shows love. Because without you guys, this wouldn't be what it is and what it's becoming. And I say it all the time because it's true. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I was someone that when I hung up the cleats, man, I, I, I was happy to do so. I, I, was, uh, I was tired of my arm hurting. I was tired of my legs hurting. I was tired of, you know, I just, at some, and, it, and it's one of those things where you just wake up and, you know, one day it just clicks. I mean, that, that's really how it happened for me. It wasn't. It wasn't um, – I mean, the good news, I was able to walk away on my own terms. I woke up one day and was just like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I just don't want to pursue this anymore. And that – there wasn't a void for me in regards to, like, I needed to fill that void with competition through softball or through baseball. I'm not knocking anybody that does it. I'm just saying for me personally, there wasn't – that's why, like, when I go to the gym, I love going to the gym, but I don't need to sign up for CrossFit. or I, Like, I don't have that – that void that I need filled with some competitive activity. You know what I mean? Like business and creating content, that's enough of a that, – that fulfills me truly, right? But there's some people that like have that void and they need that some sort of competitive activity to fill that. And it's like when you, when you play sports at a really high level, it's, it's – you know, I, I just I – don't, I don't lack that. I don't know. I'm just speaking for myself, obviously. But uh, I'm excited, man. The softball game tomorrow is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to it. Doomsday Corner out at, out in Lancaster. Everything will get going around 2 o'clock or so. So we're going to have us a good time. Going to have us a really bit of good time. I didn't even know there were going to be food trucks. So there you go. Going to be a really good time. Yeah, looking forward to it. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. Great slate of college football tomorrow. As Matt let us know, by the way, they're going to have the games on, thank goodness, because there's going to be a lot of great football. A lot of great football. A lot of great football, for sure. Let's see. <clears throat> Just taking a look. Um, oh, it looks like Yankees are playing, and Mike Stanton just hit a bomb. Two-run bomb. Very excited to watch the Braves today. Bravos in the playoffs. So, looking forward to it.
Guys, be sure if you're tuning to the podcast for podcast version or even on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, leave five stars, go leave us a review. It helps out the show more than you know. It does. Helps out the show more than you know, indeed. I tell you, our, our folks in the Big Cock Club Discord, there's just going to be some guys, Brendan and Dalton specifically, that if, if Tennessee does the unthinkable and beats Alabama, they're going to need some uh, they're going to need some help for sure. <laughs> Those guys are going to need some counseling, no doubt, because uh, yeah, tough. You can tell, though, that folks in the bye week sort of step away from the social media, step away from the, uh, you know, step away from everything. Justin Martin. Said, hey, Chris, something wrong with the phones. Did I, did I close up the phone lines, Justin? I may have done that. I did. Ha! I'm telling you guys to call in, and I closed up the phone lines. That's my bad. All right, phone lines are now open. Now you can call in. 843 790 3377. You guys are more than welcome to call. My apologies. I had it on Do Not Disturb because we had Matt Scott on the line. So phone lines are now open. Y'all go ahead and uh, give us a ring. I know Justin was trying to call in. Call from Justin. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? Nah, I had it on Do Not Disturb, my guy, because when we have a guest on, I don't, I, you know, obviously I don't want people calling in while the guest is talking. So that was my bad. We got it fixed now. Oh, hey, I was, I was going to ask oh, you, yeah, by the way, sure. do you, do you have two Instagram accounts these days? You got two Instagram. Oh yeah, I do. You got two Instagram. Yeah, I, I got my, yeah, I got two Instagram, Chris. I got one for my, actually my business, my first one, then my second one is uh, the, the money thing. Okay. All right. I just curious. I just yep. I see you on Instagram, my man. Oh yeah, Chris. Yeah, it's it's uh, trying to go a business because I'm a, I'm a businessman, you know. You're a businessman, indeed. I can relate. I got you. Yep. Hey, Chris, you can find me on uh, my second Instagram. I got you. Yeah, I got you. I will, no doubt. I just I, I was curious because I had hey, seen Chris. that. I had seen that. Oh yeah. Hey, Chris, uh, how you been doing, my friend? I have been doing really well, Justin, really, really well. Um, excited for the weekend. Obviously, it's the bye week, but excited for the weekend. And, uh, yeah, just doing great, man, doing great. Everything is great on this end. How are you? Very good. Hey, Chris, we don't have no gear this week. But we, we can make a pitch, can we, Chris? We can start. You can make whatever picks you want. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I gave okay. my SEC gambling picks, yeah. Yeah, hey, Chris. Uh, okay. Um, hey, Chris, we thought about having a pick. Um, without your advice, I have Bryce Young and whatnot, but I, I, I hope to have Bryce Young, but I have to go with Alabama. Who you go with, Chris? I have got Tennessee plus seven and a half. Now, that doesn't mean I'm picking oh, wow. Tennessee to win the game, but I do have Tennessee plus seven and a half. So, um, oh. I think it'll be a good game. I, I really do. I, I would be pretty surprised if uh, if Tennessee gets blown out. I will. I think Tennessee. Yeah, listen, I think yeah, Tennessee's I for agree. real. 
I think Tennessee's for real. I, I think Tennessee's a good football team. I'm not saying they're going to go 11 and one or beat Georgia, but like they're a good football team. I, I just, I think if you're, I think if you're denying that Tennessee is a, I'm not saying they're a great football team, but if you're denying Tennessee's a good football team, you're just kind of a hater. I mean, you're just, you're just a, you're just a scorned Gamecock fan, really. I mean, I hate to tell you, and I hope I'm wrong and the Gamecocks whooped that ass, but like from what I've seen, Tennessee's a good football team. Sorry, Dalton and Brendan, but they are. They are. Yeah, I agree, Chris. Um, hey, Chris, is this the year Tennessee trying to end this streak? Because they had not been out there with the 2006. Boy, it's been a lot years ago, right, Chris? It's been a long time, my guys, since Tennessee beat Alabama. Been a long, yeah. long time. Oh, yeah. I agree, Chris. I mean, think about this. Boy, Alabama has lost to SC. We're going to see a long time, too, huh, Chris? Yeah, dude, for sure. Yep. Hey, Chris, I think I think Tasty got a lot on the line here because hey, we don't we don't we don't we don't see how to be at them yet, you know? Yeah, no, there's a lot of a lot on the line in Knoxville for sure. Um so we'll see. I mean, that's obviously the game of the weekend. I think we're all hoping it's a great game because you'd you'd hate to see the game of the weekend be a blowout, but uh yeah, like I said, man, I'm on Tennessee plus seven and a half. I think they're for real. Yeah, I agree too, Chris. And think about it, the Chiefs that make it has never been close for a long time, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wait, Chris, fight, 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 fight. I got two more picks to go. Well, um, yeah, go ahead. We talked about four ASU. The four ASU game. I got LSU. I got LSU winning straight up. I'm not a believer in Florida. Yeah, I got ASU to Chris. I, you know, yes, I know ASU got blocked by Tennessee, but his stand by, I think ASU's going to be way, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't know what to think of Florida. I'll be honest with you. I just don't know what to think of Florida. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about Florida, dude, Chris. I, I'm not throwing anything with you yet because I just not throw the guy, you know that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know what – again, I, I don't think I'm going to know what to think about that game and the Gators specifically till we play them that week up. Oh, oh yeah. I agree, Chris. And I want to ask you about that, you know, because that's a lot of things for ask you too, huh, Chris? Yeah, dude, for sure. For sure. Yeah, and, um, the, the, um, and, the, last, and the last one, what about Kentucky and Mississippi State? I think Mississippi State's going to blast Kentucky. I, I just – I've seen nothing from – I mean, listen, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from our win over Kentucky, but Kentucky, they are frauds, bro. I, I think State, six and a half, hammer it. Uh, hammer it. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, and I don't know – I don't even know what the status of Will Levis is, but if he's not playing, if Will Levis isn't playing, they don't have a chance, I think. So. Yeah, I agree, Chris. And think about Mr. State, look, that's a lot of stay alive for them too, and Kentucky. You know that because I, I like my least too, Chris. Because mm-hmm. you know I, I'm not so Kentucky either, Chris. Because if you don't have with us, that's that's a bit that's a bit troll right there, right, Chris? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I I think state I think state takes us to Kentucky. So. Yeah, and Chris, I think they go get that win last year because they ain't won last in a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, Chris, uh, the last game, uh, I'm not picking Georgia Vanby because I know Georgia beat Vanby, you know. 
I actually think Vandy covers the spread. Oh, wow. I mean, it's like 38 and a half. So, I mean, I think Georgia will win. I don't think it'll be flashy. So, Clark Lee to the moon. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe if they can get Georgia a good game, hey, at least we'd we be competitive. We won't win again, but we're going to be competitive. Right, Chris? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's all the SEC games, right, Chris? That's all. I yeah, Auburn Ole Miss is the other one. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot that one. Auburn too. sucks, so I don't know if Ole Miss covers, but they definitely win. Yeah, and Chris, it's been a long time since Ole Miss beat Auburn too, huh? Yeah, it has been a while. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I I got I, yeah, I gotta go with Ole Miss because that's why I say a lot too for them too, huh, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, I mean, sure. the gap is closing, you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no doubt. No, I think I think Brian yeah, Harson's a dead man walking. Old Miss will run away with it. Yeah, I agree too, Chris. By Hosey, he's in there. Take that job, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's on his last leg, you know, yeah, Chris? He, he, he's, he's about done. He's about done. Yeah. Wait, Chris, that's, that's all the SC games, huh? Yeah, that's it. Justin, I appreciate it, man. Have a great weekend watching them. I hope you hit all your picks. Yeah, thanks, man. You too, my friend. All right, brother. We'll talk soon. Take care. Great stuff from my guy, Justin. I always appreciate him calling in. Guys, we are going to jump into one final break. But on the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final seven minutes or so here on the Daily Crow. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843, excuse me, 790-3377. Very excited for a big-time weekend this weekend. No Gamecocks football, but a lot going on still. Guys, also, we sit less than three weeks away from tip-off, the start of Gamecocks basketball season. On that note, um, let's see, two weeks, two weeks from now, practically. Um, actually, let's see, let's see, what's the actual schedule? Garnet and Black Madness is scheduled for the 26th, I think. The season starts Wednesday, November the 2nd, okay? So, and that's an exhibition against Mars Hill. But I think it might be that Wednesday. That might be when I drop our uh, our basketball season preview. I think that might be the day. So, because we're counting down to that day, because that's technically when the season does start. But it's crazy. You play Mars Hill in an exhibition, November the second. Then Tuesday, November the eighth, you've got South Carolina State, and then that Friday you've got Clemson at the CLA. So things get real very, very quickly. In the basketball season. Things get real very, very quickly indeed. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm excited for basketball season. I I love all the sports. I love creating content around all the sports. And, uh, yeah, I I think it'll be a really cool thing. Really, really cool thing. So, it's going to be a lot of fun. 
Luke RJ, what is our over under win total in basketball? I, I don't think they do that, Luke RJ, in, in basketball. They don't do like an over under win total. Uh, we'll have, you know, the, the media will make their picks for basketball in regards to, to finish, predicted order to finish and stuff like that. I would imagine that won't happen for two weeks or so, probably in two weeks. That week is when it'll happen. But, um, you know, I, I'm not expecting us to get picked to finish very high. I mean, just because you add G.D. Jackson, he's just one guy. How much benefit of the doubt are we going to get because he's on our roster? But, you know, I, I think it's going to be an exciting year. I do. I think it's going to be an exciting year. I, I go into year one of Lamont Paris keeping expectations very, very realistic and keeping expectations very grounded, if you will. Um you know, what's so interesting is that, I mean, you think about it, right? It's it's interesting that there are entities that literally just, they only cover football, right? They only cover football and recruiting. That's it. The football season and then recruiting. I just, I, you know, I, I always, I always prided myself and I still do. I pride myself on not being a one-trick pony. I don't just want to cover one sport, especially because I love baseball. I mean, I love the baseball side of it. But, uh, you know, because there's an audience that, that watches those sports, and you guys, I think, all watch all the sports. And so I, I just, you know, I, I would never – I mean, I know it's kind of a no-duh thing, but I, I just – I can't fathom, like, just not watching basketball, not watching baseball. I don't know. But there's some entities out there, that's all they do is football. That's it. And, I mean, granted, I, you know, football moves the needle. I get it. Football moves the needle. I understand. But – I enjoy, you know, people ask me all the time, are you, are you busier during football? Like, which season are you busiest during? Or, or, or are you, you know, are you busiest this time and that time? It's kind of interesting, right? It's kind of an intriguing question because you're busy in different ways, right? Like, I, I'm in football, we spend the entire week breaking down and previewing one game. Versus in basketball and baseball, right? Like, the reason you stay so busy or there's so much content, I mean, it's actually really a beautiful thing. Like, when baseball and basketball cross, it's a beautiful thing because there's so many games. I mean, you never run out of stuff to talk about. You never run out of content to produce because there's so many games and so many plays and so much to react to and talk about. And then, of course, you still got football going on and recruiting and and, and spring ball and, and all that good stuff. So, it's beautiful, man. I Listen, I, I love what I do and – I love the fact that uh, there's so many opportunities to, to create value and and uh, talk about the Gamecocks, really, truly. And, and talk about the SEC in general, man, and talk sports and just talk, talk it as a whole and interact with you guys. And, yeah, it's really cool. So, really, really cool. I appreciate all the love. It's been yet another successful week. I'll say that. Um, you know, I, we, we – we, what is life but a series of decisions on a day-in, day-out basis? And those micro decisions determine our, our macro existence, if you will. And and uh, it just feels good to know that you guys have my back, have, have, you know, you guys fully support TSUS, the Daily Crow, the merchandise, the Big Cock Club, all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, to feel the love at every turn. I, I really do appreciate that. What we're doing here is really special. You know, what we're doing here is really, really, really special. And I can say that with immense confidence, you know what I mean? And that's something that's not lost on me. And it's very special because of you all, you all being a part of the journey and being a part of the grind and being a part of everything we're doing here and building. And, uh, 
you know, again, the beauty of it is I still feel like we're just getting started, man. I, I really do feel, I don't just say that. Like, I really do feel like we're 1% of the way. We're just scratching the surface. You know what I mean? We're just literally scratching the surface, and, and that is so exciting. That's so exhilarating. You know what I mean? That, 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 that springs me up out of bed every morning and gets me fired up and gets me fired up to chat with you all. And, you know, this energy is organic, man, and it, all, and it comes from fueling my passions and dreams and desires and goals. And, and uh, you guys, again, being there every step of the way and supporting just means the world, man, means the world. So I appreciate y'all. Hope y'all enjoy y'all's bye week. Um, also, again, of course, the South Carolina Youth Diabetes Association charity softball game out at Doomsday Corner in Lancaster. If you can, guys, we'd love to have you come on out to that. Uh, $5 admission with all proceeds, of course, supporting SCYDA. Um, there will also be raffles. There will be food trucks. Former Gamecocks athletes, yours truly going to be playing in the game. Runs all day. The actual game itself starts at 5 o'clock. Um, and outside of that, guys, of course, look forward to the podcast on Monday that will drop. Uh, where I'll break down everything, my midseason report card. Would love to, you know, when we throw the question box on Instagram, would love to ha hear you guys' feedback, how you grade the first half of the season, what you're most looking forward to in the second half. Uh, Going to be, be a ton of fun. But again, guys, thank you all so much for yet another successful week from the podcast, the Daily Crow, the merchandise, uh, the Big Cock Club, everything we do, man. I truly do appreciate it. Social media means the absolute world. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Hope y'all have a fantastic rest of your Friday. A great weekend as well. And we will talk to you all on Monday. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.